Alright guys, what is up and welcome back to Portable Success. First of all, I wanted to apologise. Again. Something that I seem to do a lot. Because <laughs> the last episode that I posted was in August. But I'm going to start this episode by being honest about it. I'm going to tell you exactly why I haven't been doing podcast episodes, even though I absolutely love my podcast. The reason I haven't been doing the podcast is because I realised that normally you see me in my car normally i take most of this in my car and it's where i kind of like have a thought or a feeling and i think about it and i talk about it so it was getting to the point where i literally was regurgitating someone else's material that i didn't even believe was true and that is where i really did not want this podcast to go so I made the decision that I had about 10 episodes in the pipeline and I got rid of all of them. I didn't like it. I didn't like the vibe that I was given out. I was essentially trying to be someone that I'm not. And that's not fair. It's not fair to you guys at the same point. You know, like I started off really well and I started talking about things that I really wanted to talk about and discussing with you. And then I just literally fell completely off the bandwagon and I was talking about things that I didn't actually care about. <laughs> and luckily none of those actually made it onto the podcast which I'm really really grateful for is that I was able to see it before it became a problem so we are back 2021 here I am like just four months later um <laughs> so thank you very much for joining in on this episode I really appreciate every single person who clicks onto this I mean like you guys are literally the bread and butter of what I do you know, my passion is to help people and I'm really, really grateful that you decide to take your time to listen to this. To listen to it, to watch it, you could be watching it on YouTube or listening to it on the many podcast platforms that there are. And you guys are the bomb. Literally. No. Phone is buzzing. Anyway, so, anyway, let's get back to the episode because I could just sit here and chat nonsense for a while um the podcast episode today is about adversity i to be honest i haven't gone through my latest po podcast episodes to think if i i've spoken about this before um but it is a topic that i do like to talk about and i thought it would be a really great episode to come back with um because it is something that i am super passionate about and um yeah, so passionate about it that I've got it tattooed on my leg. So, you know, it was a serious commitment. <laughs> the best thing that someone said to me, um, I have strength for adversity tattooed on my leg. Um, but a really amazing thing that someone said to me once is adversity builds character. And I cannot, I cannot fault that saying at all. It just makes perfect sense. I've never seen a person in a comfortable situation grow to a level that they need to. You know, um, it's like when your business is going good and you're fine and you could be bringing in five, six figures or whatever and all that kind of stuff. But you then don't push yourself to another level and that's when you get stagnant. And sometimes it usually is something goes a little bit awire in your business or in your life. and it pushes you into an uncomfortable zone which allows you to grow and that's essentially what adversity is no don't make sound so the great thing 
that I want to talk about today. So I'm going to go into a little bit of a backstory of why adversity means so much to me personally. So just chill out, get a cup of tea for the next 10 minutes, all right? I'm really happy with the way that I grew up. I grew up in a very, very humble family. Um, not from money, not from fame, not from any, you know, I don't want to say anything because like my parents are freaking cool. <laughs> um, but you know, my mum and dad, they had me and my brother. Um, you know, my mum was like 27 years old with a house and two young children and they, between the both of them, as hard as they worked, they didn't have enough money to like heat the entire house so they just had to heat part of it. It was an old house as well so I presume it didn't hold heat well. So we'd essentially live out of a room and I hope that my parents don't mind me talking about this but this is one of my favourite stories even though it was a pretty emotional moment to have with my parents. Um, but we were sat in my childhood house in essentially the kitchen that was attached to the room where they lived in for a while. Um, giving us baked beans on toast or cheese on toast or whatever was the cheapest. And my mum and dad told me the story, mainly my mum, of like they... I said something about like you know getting a Starbucks coffee or doing this or doing that and I was 27 at the time and we we're having this conversation and I, I was saying those things and my mum was like oh my god you know we didn't have that at your age and it made like I wanted to delve into the story a little bit more and I was like well you know what was it like for you at my age you know she had to <laughs> She did, she had two children, <laughs> two children, a husband, a house, a job. Um, she had people to look after. I mean, I didn't at this point. I think, I think I was in a relationship, but you know, like, I don't really remember. Um, no, I was. Um, and yeah, basically I didn't have so many things to be accountable for and like getting a Starbucks coffee on a Saturday morning was my thing and my mum told me that they went through an extended period of time where they both worked their absolute asses off they both lived a life they didn't want to they had to choose whether they had tea or coffee for the week or month and when it came to Christmas, they'd ask people for biscuits because that was a luxury to them. Biscuits, like a tin of freaking assorted biscuits. And that was something that they couldn't afford. And that was a really humbling moment for me. My mum did get emotional about it, of course, you know, like, it, that was their, that was adversity for them. That's what they had to go through. And it's one thing that I really admire them for, is that they've taken adversity as a couple and, like, battled through that and always been there for each other. And 
sets really good foundations for people, you know, in general. Um, and to hear that story, because, you know, they joke about, you know, we only ever, <laughs> you know, beans on toast or cheese on toast or, you know, she'd make like, a really big lasagna or something that would last days so you know you were making the most out of your money and I remember and she was just like yeah you know we didn't spoil you with like McDonald's and stuff like that and the funny thing was that as I grew up I never felt that I never felt like I was not treated well because a lot of the time people put money towards that you know they put money towards being feeling like they're being treated and I never found that. I came from a very happy, rich family. Mine wasn't money. My drive is not money. Never has been. And considering I have three businesses and stuff like that, it's still not the factor that I take into consideration. Money is just a byproduct from it. The influence that I have on people is what really drives me. And having that conversation with my parents kind of highlighted that for me, you know? I've had that upbringing where I'm just very grateful for everything that I have. And because as a small child, I, I didn't go through adversity. And by the time I was a teenager, my mum and dad were doing a lot better for themselves. And, you know, and it, you know, we had bedrooms and so I'm trying not to make it sound like as like terrible. Um, it was really good like our house was amazing you know they've currently they've just moved to Wales now and it's incredible they've got a brilliant house and the thing for me was as a, as, as a kid what I found really difficult to understand is I wasn't like everyone else in the fact that I really didn't care about school I didn't care about my grades I didn't care about finding a university or a sixth form or a college or anything I just didn't care it wasn't something that I cared about but by the age of 12 years old I was doing a paper round I was you know making my own money I was buying my own video games because my mum and dad couldn't afford it um I used to ride um horses you know I made a career out of it for 11 years um and I you know I'd work Saturday and Sunday to afford my riding lesson on Sunday. Like I, I worked from a very, very early age and my parents never requested that. You know, they never put me in a situation, but I always knew that if I wanted something, I had to work for it. That it was the environment that I was brought up in. And I did. I worked my freaking ass off and it was amazing. It was so it's so cool. Like the things that, you know, I I look back on now as a kid and I was like oh. I was a determined little fecker. But I just didn't want to do what school society or, you know, what everyone else was telling me to do. I just wasn't that sort of person, but I knew how to work. Um and it was only when I became a teenager that I went through adversity and it's taken me a very very long time to get to the point where I am now but as I said before I've never seen a comfortable person grow in the ways that they need to 
it's always come from uncomfortable situations and funnily enough most of my most successful situations have come from not so great times and it doesn't mean that you have to be depressed or you have to be so sad or you have to have this massive change happen in your life it doesn't have to be that you just have to be uncomfortable which funnily enough is a very easy thing to do to become uncomfortable is easy i've currently done it at the minute i've got my notes for the podcast um sorry if you're listening to this on itunes and stuff but i've got a pad and it has everything on it that i need to complete every single day and the the quote that i've put next to it is i have to complete all the tasks i have set myself there are no excuses and then check in with my mentor every day and the reason that i did that is because for you know there's you know the podcast has gone to bits and stuff like that and my online presence is not as big as it used to be and it's because I stopped holding myself accountable for it so I've put myself in an uncomfortable situation which is doing things like this you know like I've set up a space in and, and said you know I'm gonna do this podcast I'm gonna write notes I'm gonna take it seriously instead of flying off the cuff which I've been doing for a while and the thing with adversity is it's such a great teacher you know it's such a great learning curve to go through um, which I really think people don't realize is that a lot of the times when things happen our natural response is to be like oh my god woe is me my life is terrible yeah and all this kind of stuff. and I the sorry bubble is not going to help anyone so I'm really sorry if this is hitting hard <laughs> but feeling sorry for yourself is never going to fix a situation if you are put through adversity whether it's losing your job a breakup you know uh, you lost a friend someone's passed away you know maybe you had to change your life quite drastically even if it is just you've maybe had to stand on your own two feet for a little while and that's different and it's scary it's how you react to that because you can you can have all these things happen and sit at home and feel sorry for yourself and not do anything about it and hope that it goes away but it's not going to. All it's going to do is suppress that. You're not going to learn anything from it. And then when that next situation happens, which is similar to the situation that you've just been put in, you're going to have the same reaction. So it's learning to grow with it and embrace it, which I know a lot of people don't want to do. Um, adversity for me, like personally, is something that I welcome I welcome but I don't linger in and I think that's because of the way that I live my life I don't linger in spaces for very long because great example I am an all or nothing sort of person so I didn't drink alcohol from about 22 
to about 26. And I'm not going to say I was completely sober. There was, whatever, you know, every once in a while I'd have a beer at a friend's or something like that. I'm not like that. But there was a, quite a significant period of my time where I didn't drink alcohol or if I did it was only a few. And the reason that I do this, and I don't think a lot of people understand this because I'm also going to now start doing it again because I got into the I got into the habit of having more and more alcohol in my life, is that I am not a one drink and done person. I'm an all or nothing sort of person and to me that is adversity. I can't have one drink and feel like, oh yeah, I don't know, that's cool. I just continuously drink and I drink and I drink and I drink. And it's not anything bad, you know, it's not terrible, it's not terrible, it's not an alcoholic or anything like that, but it is something that I find is adversity for me because it stops me from doing what I need to do, which is business and life. <laughs> so that's like, overall, I could have turned around and been like, you know, oh, you know, well, woe is me, all my friends drink, and when I go out everyone's drinking, and this, that and the other. And the difference is now, I'm, I just sit there and I'm just kind of like, I don't have to drink. I don't have to drink to be Emily. I can just be Emily, you know, like I can just be the person that I am, sober. And I know obviously a lot of people get a lot more confident with drink and that's why they use it in that advantage. Which is more difficult for me because it means that I have to now... I don't rely on drink to bring out a certain person in me. I just have to kind of be that person. I have to be that... I don't know, more entertaining. I'm not the biggest social butterfly to be honest. So that's just a really weird route I took you down. Um, the thing with adversity as well is that it is meant to be hard. You know, um, I know like we said it's like uncomfortable and stuff, but learning things about yourself is difficult. Because it is you having a very honest conversation with yourself. So it's this thing with like, um, having a conversation with my uh, work colleague today talking about like communication and just talking about his communication and stuff and um it's a really really good, good conversation and it really opened up my eyes to a lot of things because he said something that was really really great and it is the point that I will finish on today is that he was like sometimes it's not you against you or you against them or you against her or him or they it is you two against a problem so and it's i think it's the same with adversity it's you against a problem there's nothing wrong with you you might just be in a bad situation and it's how you get yourself out of that so I'm going to end the episode there because I feel like I'm just kind of going a little bit off the point now. So, you know, I'll be honest and just take it there and be like, I think I've we've made some good points, some good things. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please like, share, comment, ask me a question, whatever, on whatever platform that you are listening to this on. 
I am so grateful that you are here and if you made it to this this far into it you guys are the bomb. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and I will speak to you soon.